listening to Free Beers and a Movie. Nice. Hello and welcome to episode 17 of Three Beers and a Movie. Uh, I am Richard Laird and I'm once again joined by... Colin McKay. That's right, we are the Run DMC of the Glasgow podcasting community. <laughs> <laughs> we can decide who is who. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're here at Raven again, as we always are. Um, Colin, what are you drinking tonight? Um, I'm, I'm drinking the, the Mexican beer, it is Corona. Corona, yeah. With, with lime. With lime, because you're classy that way. Apparently that's how Mexicans fucking drink it. Yes, but I mean, no one drinks Corona, Colin. Uh, Barry, what are you drinking? I'm drinking OJ and lemonade tonight. Totally pissing on our three beers concept, but nice <laughs> one anyway, doesn't matter. Yep. Uh, and I am drinking Reef by Jobru. I'm keeping it strong. It's nice. For the first time in a while, a, a nice Scottish beer. Is it fizzy? It's got a bit more fizz to it, is yeah, it? definitely. Yeah, it's not as been flat and stale as other ones. I feel a bit jealous, eh? Yeah, try it, you try it next time, but you went, you plump for your Corona next time, so fuck no, you. No, don't, no. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, you went for your Corona. See, when the Mexicans fight crumb, Corona bottles going to get thrown. Exactly. Is it made in Mexico? I'm over because, it, what, no, is, it, is, is it, it made in Mexico? It is made in Mexico. Are you sure? By a chihuahua. By a chihuahua. It's genuine from, from it's the It's not like Foster's tears. made from like Holland or anything like that, it's not like... Or Gavis made from Newcastle. It's going to be in Newcastle? Yes. I thought they were going to be going to be a brewery in Dublin. That makes Guinness as well. Yeah, they make Guinness as well, so there's one in Newcastle as well though. Uh, I think so, there is one in England, because I was so disheartened when I found that out, I was like, ah. Uh, yeah, I, like I said, I was watching a programme last night and I found out as well that um, Goose IPA yeah. is from Budweiser. Yeah. Which is a bit, it's kind of thought it was a really nice, classy, sort of rustic IPA made by one farmer in some farm in like, like Pennsylvania. No. no. It's made on like, Bud, it's made on like Budweiser Lane. Are you going to boycott it? No, I still like it, I don't care. Yeah. It's not Budweiser, is it? You know, so that's the main point, you know. Yeah. 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 Budweiser, I'm a colourful can. Yeah, I'm going to drink Budweiser, I'll drink that. Anyway, so we're going to start off with you guys, like, what have you seen this week of any interest? Not discussing the main film we've seen this week, we'll discuss that, we'll discuss that at the end. Um, but what else have you seen this week, Colin? Anything of interest? Um, no, that, that, that's it. Did you only see One River? I know we spoke about that last week. No, we didn't. No, me and Lorraine spoke about it with you briefly. No, we didn't. Did we not? You, you texted me about a day, like a day after that you went and saw it, because we were talking about it on that podcast, you were going to go and see it. I've seen One River. You've seen One River? We'll have to cut that bit out then. <laughs> Colin, what have you seen this week? I've seen One River. <laughs> no, leave it by that. That's yeah. um, No, I've seen One River. Did you enjoy One River? Um, really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, so, that's so far my top 10 list for this year. Seriously, yeah? I've enjoyed it immensely. Really? I thought it was brilliant. Did you not find what I thought the third act sort of losing? tension because of the way the third act unfolds. I loved to be done that. Oh, did you? Okay. I was watching it and I was like, shit, that's what happened. And it just gave you it. And I was like, wow, that was amazing. Um, I think what really got me was um, Jeremy Renner. Who, you discussed this. Do you think Jeremy Renner is playing Indian? No, he's, he's not at all. No, no, no. no but yeah, there's a line in the film where you think he is playing Indian. No, no. He's, he's, he talks about his wife and married to him. Never he says his family moved here a hundred years ago. I thought he was referring to himself. Nah, you, get you think so, yeah? Definitely. That's fine. I would totally different um, on this film now. Jeremy Renner, to me, he's Hawkeye. I love Hawkeye. He's a favourite Avenger stuff like that. But you forget that Renner... He's a good actor. He can, he can he's act. An amazing he's a really good actor, yeah. Really, really strong actor. Pop locker. Um, he did that other Bond film as well. Or he was he's really good in that. Yeah. Like, he was really good in that. When you see him in this, it's, it's Renner acting his heart out. And my God, when he kind of does a speech about his daughter and stuff like that, and he just gives everything. Yeah. Um, 
to get a Lawson as well. I think they've got really, I don't know if they were picked together because of Avengers, perhaps. I don't. I, I think, think they've think got good chemistry. In well, I'm, not have, I'm not saying they have chemistry, but I don't think the Avengers were into it at all. I don't think that yeah, was They get shared and seen it before. Possibly, I mean, they probably should have went like the Pretty Two Girl as the natural Avengers link to it, but mm. the film's not a, it's not a superhero film. It's oh, no, I'm saying the chemistry with those two. I think they know each other. I think they know each other. They're maybe comfortable with what each other are doing. They know how each other works. This week, sorry. This week, uh, the big, the big film, obviously, Kingsman. We'll get to that later on. Star, Star Trek. Can I talk about Star Trek? You can mention Star Trek. You saw. Uh, you watched the uh, new season. The first to Star Trek Discovery. I'll say yes. I don't know. Which has got the worst intro ever for Star Trek. Worst in the Enterprise intro. Worst in the Enterprise intro. That's a bad much, intro. Much, much worse than Enterprise intro. Okay. But it, 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 watch. I won't say the top of the movies. Maybe I won't watch it. It's, it's fun. You like Star Trek? Watch it. You'll, you'll like it. Probably. Like, does it feel Star Trekian? Eventually, right, okay. it takes a bit of time before you kind of like yourself relax a bit and think it's okay at Star Trek. Right, but yeah, enjoyable. Kind of it's good fun, it's good fun. Um, other than that, nothing. Not really seen yeah, nothing else at all. Nice, not bad. Barry, what have you seen this week? Uh, outside the Kingsman. Yep. It's uh, Mad Men season one and <laughs> the beginning of season two. That's uh, it. That's it. You've just Mad Men up all week. Uh-huh. <laughs> and amazing, you're sitting here smoking like five cigarettes in the space like the last ten minutes. <laughs> and it's explains why you're on like hard liquor as well, <laughs> as opposed to the beer. Because you're just inspired by Mad Men, yeah. <laughs> oh, Have you felt the urge to be casually racist or to slap a cigarette in the arse? No, but it has made me really itchy for like drinking first thing in the morning. morning yeah. <laughs> <laughs> itchy clock in for work. Yeah, like when you feel you can bar clock in for work as well. Wake up with a whiskey. And yeah. yeah. Literally wake up with like a, a cigarette smouldering in the ashtray <laughs> and you, it's the first thing you do is put it in your mouth. You know? Is it that, that CD and Sleazy, yeah? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Is it about, are there, is it an advertising? Is yeah, it? Madison Avenue in yeah, the yeah. 1960s. Right. Um, it is. It's just the amount of booze they're drinking. It's like, like it is. on a daily basis. Yeah, like, it is like any cause for any sort of reason to pull out a couple of glasses. They're already doing it. You know? Right. Does it feel periods? Does it feel? Yeah. Like yeah. It feels. It, 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 it really it, captures. Yes. Very much so. Yeah. 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 It really captures that a lot. And it captures that. Oh, after the like later on, you get into later on, it captures that as well. America moving from the old America and try to like understand what it is as a new country. Like as it. The world could obviously get the whole sixties up, um, like sort of civil rights and the sort of the youth mult, the youth culture moving in and all that kind of stuff. So uh, you definitely because like you probably say that Draper and the rest of the like the, the mad 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 men crew are all sort of the old world a little bit. They're sort of very much product of the of the fathers, you know. Sort of yeah, a lot of them are like ex World War Two veterans. Yeah, they're all very much very much living the father's life. So like wife stays at home and all that kind of stuff. And look after the kids, I go to work and I go home, but I, if I want to slap shag some women on the side, that's what happens. Yeah, yeah they don't really seem to be hard drinking, hard hard drinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but they also get their wife to be very proper and very prim and behave properly. Um, 
but at the same time you get the whole like feminist movement as well, youth culture as well, and sort of that change in sort of society. You get the main female character on it, Peggy. Yes. Peggy Olsen, Elizabeth Moss. Yes. So I say, not Peggy Olsen, but Peggy, played by Elizabeth Moss. She's sort of like this, like the first sort of trailblazer kind of thing in the company, trying to be like a non secretary person. So, other, other Mad Men, nothing else been on your radar this week? No, as I say, it's been a quiet week for myself. Very quiet week, yes. Yeah, uh, what have I seen this week? Uh, first week, I'll talk about something new that I saw. Tell you something older, so you've already seen. Oh, okay. Which was Mother. Yes, yeah. So I thought you were going to watch your oh, mother. I'm looking forward to this. You're intrigued by how I yes, saw yeah, mother. Can we just go straight into what you thought of mother? Because I need to, I need to know. You thought I thought of mother? It's very nice you like to think that. Um, I, I enjoyed mother mm-hmm. for the large parts of it. Um, I particularly enjoyed Jennifer Lawrence's performance. It's a really brave performance by, by yeah, her. Yeah. Because it's a bit, it's her. It's her. I mean, the camera is literally closer to the closer to her than I am to you right now. Yeah. It's pretty much in her face whole film, yeah. and all that element, it feels just very much, like, obviously very much her film, but it feels like, as you and Lorraine discussed last week, it's very intimate. You feel you're, like, emotionally way too close to these people. To the people. Yeah. Actually, you, feel, you feel very intimately very close to her for the, for the entire film, which I thought was really brave, brave of her. Um, also, the, 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 the story does feel, it's confusing because for about the first 50 minutes, yeah. I didn't really know where it was going. I didn't really get the point of it because, like, I understand. I kind of got very early on what she was going through. Right. That became pretty obvious early on that she's suffering from a loss. Yeah. yeah. That felt pretty obvious to me. I don't know if you yourself felt that as well. Um, I don't think I got that. But that's okay, I got that quite early on. That's just good about this film. It was inclusion of the the guests coming into the house. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand what the purpose of them was. It wasn't until it was the brothers when I started to kind of piece things together. Yeah, to an extent. Even then, I didn't really understand what the. Once I now I know the whole. Because of the brothers, I still don't understand what their purpose. Like once I know that, so I know that I know I, I got the full story. Right now, yeah. watch. I know the full story. Yeah. I'm still not entirely sure what that part of the story represented. Like I don't understand what it, what the purpose of that was. I got the ending as frenetic and as kind of brilliant as it is. I got the point of the ending. Yeah, definitely. That, that's the most coherent part of the movie. Uh-huh. So the, the, the final forty minutes is something like it's stunning. It's like absolutely, cinema. It's absolutely it's insane just cinema. Just escalates to madness, and you uh-huh. watch it thinking, what the hell is going on? on? But I, I thought, it, I mean, didn't fully understand it all the time. But you can't fault the, the filmmaking. It, it's something really special. Yeah, good. Um, but. I don't understand where other parts of the film. Now that I know where it ends, what other parts of the film meant, and maybe that's my lack of knowledge. I don't think you're meant to know. I think it's, it's interpretive, it's, you know, it's, yeah. it's his thoughts as well. Did you, did you make anything of the tunnel? Really no, that's one thing I don't really understand. Like, the, the tunnel, and it's in the trailer, have you seen the trailer? Yeah, the yeah. tunnel, the trailer. It seems to spend the, the, no real part in the film. Equally, the stuff with the... The, in the basement itself, it's in the trailer. It's sort of it's sort of signed up to be some sort of weird. She a couple in the house, and then these people coming and joining them. That's what I took away. Which from I think is really clever, clever marketing because uh, that's drawing in the audience. And I suspect this film has probably got a high walkout rate. But that, I could argue as well. That's why it has got a high walkout rate. Because people go into the film expecting one thing and if you don't get your weight what you're wanting it can cause you a bit angry with what they've been sold and I think that's one of the big things why the walkout rate we only had one walkout in this and that was quite quote out for it maybe kind of during the sort of frenetic bit at the end people probably walked out then. yeah yeah that's when they walked out so that's when people sort of decided that, that wasn't really for them but I found it 
that that might cause it because people are expecting one thing to get in another thing and that's when I think they thought to me that's when people, people don't like it but I feel people say it's the worst film of the year I people say it's the best film of the year I don't think it's either of them I think it's definitely not the worst film it's definitely the best film I've seen this year but it did have me thinking for most of it it did make me intrigued more and more I watched it did you take it out of cinema yeah definitely yeah. I was thinking about it a walk home and stuff yeah. like that as well um, and also you've got to admire and what for the most part is a very bland cinema landscape at times particularly you do acknowledge someone someone who does reach like swing hard for the fences to pull off something like that it, it should be commended and and, and, and rewarded for that you know even doesn't fully come off every every time because um, like I think this year honestly has been a really piss poor year for the big blockbuster film you know it's not a lot of lazy films um, like not nothing independently uh, resurgence bad but still not a lot of good stuff you know which is is pretty annoying so um, yeah um, performances in it or did you think I thought Javier I thought at times was a little a bit theatre drama at times it's sort of like yes a little bit sort of treading the balls a little bit bit OTT with it I love his face, I think face, his face very, is really face. like, it's just one of those faces you, you just want to watch and, uh, But it absolutely 100% is J-Lo's film and she, 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 she owns it. it. It's good to see Pfeiffer and Harris on screen, both of them. Very glad to see Pfeiffer back on screen, yeah. I like Pfeiffer a lot, so I'm very happy to see her you know, doing things again. But yeah, it's a it's, a, it's a, an interesting watch. Yeah. Would you give it a 10 again yesterday? I think I gave it a 6 or 7. I'd go with 6. There's enough there to keep you interested. There is a lot of stuff that you find is negative about it, but I think it's definitely something you want to watch and know what you, can, what you do see, what you can you want to talk about. So yeah, I'd give it a 6 out of 10. Is it a home watch, would you think? I think... But people do that. Quick to jump on a single review and it becomes a bandwagon and a kind of roller coaster there. And, you know, you have all there's one guy who didn't like it and all of a sudden at that point the worst film ever made, you know, that's, that's an annoying thing, you know, so yeah. No, definitely worth film. I, I actually quite I enjoy it. I get how people don't like it, but I wouldn't say it was yeah, I've seen worse films it's not this unwatchable. Yeah. I've seen worse films the last month rather than worse film this year. Yeah, you know, so yeah, Absolutely. definitely worse film this year. Um, on to the next one, the other film I saw that I don't know if you've seen yet, Colin, or yourself, Barry, is one called Borg vs. McEnroe. Or Sierra vs. Tennis. <laughs> well, here's the thing, this is the problem with it. It's directed by a guy called Yanis Metz. Is he a tennis player? He is not. He directed a film called Armadillo, a documentary about, um, I think, Swedish trips in Afghanistan. Partly really interesting, I've seen it, but apparently very, very good. The plot of it, as you can imagine, is Borg vs. McEnroe. It's set in the 1980 Wimbledon final, and you've got it's like the build up to that of Borg at that point is the top player in the world. He's won Wimbledon four times in a row, won a ton of tournaments as well. He's like 26, but he's had a bit of a crisis of confidence, sort of maybe struggling with the limelight, all that kind of stuff. He's a mechanical, methodical genius. It's got Severe Gunnison, who I don't know it from anything really, but I mean, he's playing um, Bjorn Borg. You've got Shia LaBeouf, as we mentioned, playing um, McEnroe. And you've got Stella and Starsguard playing um, Borg. The dad, yeah. He's playing like the the, the coach of Bjorn Borg. He's not the dad, the coach. He's, he is one of Starsguard's dads, yes. Yeah. Okay. The problem, the big problem it's got with it is it's called Borg vs. McEnroe, but it's actually more of a Borg film. It'd be better if we call it a Beyond Borg story, because he's the central point of the film, that's what, that's what it's focusing on. And the McEnroe thing is almost like a separate entity, so he just sort of like some in the film. And I felt like for a film called Beyond vs. McEnroe, it should be a two-hander, you should see both sides. And that's the only ever really want to root for, for Borg. 
and, that, and, the, and the other problem with that is because it's only you see McEnroe as a snippet, really not real big stuff about him. All that <laughs> um, LaBeouf gets to do is sort of like a caricature of the McEnroe cat, which is basically him just shouting, you know, the usual that he's on the shout. You know, the series he's a lot of that, you know, so it's just, it's, it's that, it's almost like quite a, like a, an impersonation, an impersonation. Who was the most interesting character, Bjorka McEnroe? Well, see, that's the thing, you don't get to see enough of McEnroe to understand right. him interests. Uh, he, Bjorka's interesting, like, Bjorka's a guy who won a lot of titles, won like 11 or 12 titles in like the tennis, but retired at 26. At his prime side, that was it, he done, finished, moved on, that's, I'm, I'm finished with it. Um, the big problem I had with more was the third act, was just the tennis match itself. You know, if you know anything about tennis, you know the result in the game, so the... The tension there is lost a little bit. Yeah. It's also impersonating things you've seen live, like or, or seen in video, yeah. which is infinitely more real. So that's kind of tough part as well. And tennis is a bit. Like we talked about it all week. There, but sport yeah, movies trying to recreate, uh, recreate the tension and the passion in a sport, like in a, well, for a film, it's hard to do. You don't really get that same level of just I'm involved in this. And that's what I think the, 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 the final act of the film is just a tennis match. Just, just was a bit of a shame. And so out of ten, I'm giving it a five. 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 Who is? Who is the buff's performance? What he does is fine, but it's yeah. just a very caricature. Yeah. yeah. You're not, not really a chance to do much other than be the buff shouting a lot. Yeah, and obviously everyone know McEnroe's era character, he's got a story, there's something interesting about that guy, you know, he's you know that you know what he came from and who he is and you know the, the character of him. It's there's something there but unfortunately well, it doesn't touch on him much at all. You see a little tiny bit but they get out they got in the McEnroe story very quickly in the bus in like five, ten minutes. Whereas the Borg story gives a lot more chance to shine and do stuff with okay. bit of a shame. Sure. Yeah so five out of ten unfortunately. I'm not gonna go and see it. You're not gonna go see it? I, I, Netflix, it's, yeah, yeah well, those ones. It sounds like a Netflix, Netflix yeah. yeah. It sounds like a Sunday afternoon kind of viewing. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. So, on to the main event. The main, the main, main event, event. Yeah, the one that we'll, we'll, we'll see we can all discuss at length. Okay. Um, yes. <laughs> is Kingsman the Golden Circle, the sequel to Kingsman the Secret Service, which was out in 2014. The surprise hit of 2014. Yeah, definitely. 414 million at the box office. First one. First one. Which is a lot of money, but it's not as much as I thought it was. Like, you think, like, Deadpool done, a, done double that, you know, so it's like, still a lot of money, still a lot of money. What was the budget spending? 89 million. So, made a lot of money back, so you can almost see a sequel was inevitable. Yeah, at some point, okay? Absolutely. Um, directed again by Matthew Vaughn, who directed the first one, also directed Kick Ass. X Men did a few, X Men X Men First Class, sorry, and also Star. Dust? Yeah, Stardust, yeah. Stardust, which are the... Yes. Um, the Kingsman suffer a loss, they then have to go up with the Statesman, who are the American equivalent, and they have to bring down Pocky, who is the... The drug war, drug, drug, drug kingpin of the world, yes. Um, coming back this time again are Taron Egerton playing the... Like, the Egg, Egg playing the Ringo. You've got Mark Strong coming back, playing Melon. Melon. You've also got, coming back... Well, coming back for the first time, or, or new entries into the world are Jeff Bridges, yep. Channing Tatum, and Halle Berry. Uh, they're all playing the statesman. What's going to be? It's so good. It's a turn in cheek. Yeah, you're like, yeah. Yeah, okay, get right. Very good. He's also back. Conk up his back. Um, we'll start with you, Colin. Did you enjoy this? Yes, I did. Did you enjoy it? I did. Uh, 
out of the bat I didn't like was the opening sequence and the beginning with a heavy CG. Yeah. That yeah. Seen, yeah. I was I was just ready for almost throwing it in a bin and forgetting about it because I hate it when there's just too much CG and you can tell it looks it's really It's so big. CG that you're actually struggling to actually care about anything that's yeah. going on. Yeah. Okay. So, so what did you think of it? I'm, I'm quite I'm I'm dull on it to be honest. I thought it was I thought it was it timed a lot of fun. Yeah. But I was kind of bored for big chunks of it, unfortunately. I felt kind of like a bit, kind of like, I don't really care enough. And I think it felt very much like a sequel. And I think that was the problem with it. It felt, the same way that Kick-Ass 2 felt almost like a sequel. This All felt, the beats were there, but it was, no, it's not lazy. No, it's not lazy. It tried, to, it tried to expand itself out, and because of that, you find there's a lot of, the world got bigger, but the characters got smaller. Yeah. Like, you don't really care as much about them as much, you know, and like, the American ones I thought particularly were quite badly written. Not written, but had no real exposure yeah, in it. I mean, Channing Tatum, who I adore Channing Tatum, yeah. and yeah, I could watch the guy take the shit in the cup and give him an Oscar for it. Good um, and it, it was in it for 10 minutes. 10 minutes at most, yeah. Maybe at most, yeah. It wasn't really doing anything as well. So, yeah, it kind of had these statements. The only one that got real time was the, the last real laddie. He got a bit more time, yeah. Whiskey, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, he was whiskey. Yeah. But Tatum, even, like, his role almost seemed like one of the ones you go, we are, we, our film was so big, look who we got. We can, we can get Channing Tatum. That felt like. And the trailer sells it as Channing Tatum's he's on the poster. in this movie a lot, and he's not, but he did dance. There's, but the thing is, he did dance. He's, in, he's on the poster. There's a singing superstar in this film who actually gets more screen time uh, than Channing Tatum. Well. Yeah, I loved him in it. I, I actually quite enjoyed him in it as well. It was good. That was so well realised. But when he first popped up, you're like, he's acting as bad. Huh, didn't yeah. see that one coming. Yeah. But he's not an actor. I mean, every line he's just like, wow, I'm in a movie having fun. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I can fuck that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I actually quite enjoy. I was expecting. I knew he was in a film because I knew. Um, I was the same. I knew. That, but I, I, did, I, I quite enjoyed. But I was surprised at how big the role was. It had a lot to do. It was fun. Um, it but yeah, American cast. But even Jeff Bridges, well, he was. Woefully under the point. Marlowe's is a first role that he's been clean shaven for since 2008 or something. Why? Why not have him in mustard? Only a few films recently we can actually understand what he's saying as well. That is true. The, the lack of the lack of <laughs> yes. facial hair does mean he is, you know, coherent he for most of it. Yeah. What his Jeff Bridges voice back in? Yeah. He wasn't speaking in tongues anymore, which was good. <laughs> but I'm kind of with Barry on this. I thought some of the CG fights, like some of the fights, are so CG heavy. I didn't care. I enjoyed them so much, but they watched all of me. I didn't. I didn't care. I, was like, I, I think the biggest problem is we've seen what happens in the past in, in, in the past with movies when it is so CG heavy it dates badly yes. and it, sorry it ages badly, badly yeah. you know and just when I seen the opening bat I just had horrible flashbacks to like the Matrix and like even like the Fellowship of the Rings and stuff like that I was just sitting there going like oh no but once it got settled down after that it was alright there was just a wee bit near the end that I was like oh. I felt that it looked at times from like sort of action scene to action scene with a real lack of plot in it. Yeah. Whereas the first one it seemed like the plot was it felt a lot more plot driven. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. Sure. And that's kind of maybe the sequel idea, you know, just fall into that trap of like being a, a, a sequel sort of trying to go, what do you like the first one? Or you like that? We're going to do that again, 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 again. And, and like, they oh. reference the first one a lot. Yes. Uh, they, they hold on to a lot. 
We should mention Mark Strong, I think he's fantastic in this film. Probably the best I think he's the best thing in the whole film, yeah, I definitely think he's the best thing. Also, they never really kind of touched on the the fact that everybody was going to the stadium, but then ultimately ended in cages. You're like, really? Why didn't you explain that? It's just, it was just like, nothing. We get it's tongue in cheek and bodies and stuff like that. At the end of the first Kingsman, you had the Danish princess in an exit, and you can do the Ashton that scene. And to take darker, a bit harsher. Yeah. The fact he's still with her makes me think, oh no, he actually likes the girl as well. No, I, 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 I'm okay with that. I'm sorry, I'm actually with the royal family stuff. Just no, that. You don't like it? You and me? Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was happening. I liked it. I liked yeah. uh, it. I liked it. I'm out. I got a stone hat. Oh, that was odd. Um, Colin Firth was back. Um, as Harry. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know where he was going with his performance or what he was kind of doing. I didn't like, uh, um, you know, the kind of never bumbling spy almost. Your brother was telling me actually, and it was online as well, that the original direct- director actually wanted the whole Harry Hart thing not to be in the trailer. That was going to be a reveal in the film. Which would have worked. Which would have worked better, yeah. but all the way through your film, you're not going to go like, how do you bring this guy back? I mean, they're going to bring him back and like, how are they going to do it? Because like, I didn't make, everyone knows he gets shot in the head. Yeah. And when he comes back, you're not really surprised you've seen it in the trailer. You know, you're going like, okay, what's your bullshit reason? And you go, no, that is a bullshit reason. I'm not, not buying that at yeah. all. Do you not think he almost became, it could have been Hugh Grant playing that part in a second? Okay. Know. When he does finally do something, he turns around and shoots the guy in the head with no real explanation. Or they haven't even showed anything to the audience to tell you that the film... It's going like, is this, this seems odd that that's where they're playing it. And like, you take him out of the film, it's the same film. I think so. You, you, can have, you can have the exit character figuring out everything he's figuring out, you know, yeah. and it'll be the same film. There's no... I'd read a few things where my like, people saying that Eggsy was really kind of underdeveloped and never done anything, never gave his character anything he was born. I, I thought his character was quite a good continuation, apart from the whole fucking marriage thing. I thought he still had the same charm and stuff like that. Done anything, he didn't, he's not any further on in life than he was in the first one. Uh, <laughs> the like, real world bond. I don't think if, if that's what they're going for, they really don't need to you know, the characters are what they are, they're set, that's you, you've got eggs in it. I just hope they're not trying to, I hope they're not trying to like be that new Bond. I really hope they're just doing their own thing. I don't want them to try and always be chasing the Bond, like, yeah, yeah. The Bond audience or anything remotely to do with it. I don't think the Bond audience, I think the Bond audience might be a bit offended if they don't like it because it's sort of like it's not what they want. Is it sort of like it? Too crude. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I said, you said you liked it, so what was your favourite movie? Well, and John and uh, Colin and the two dogs, and the one dog was absolutely That was good, that was good, I enjoyed that bit as well. I thought Elton John was really, really well cast. What were your favourite bit in the film? Uh, I quite liked that bit as well, to be fair. Uh, I did quite like the bit where Poppy flings the guy into the meat grinder and yes. it makes the new guy eat, eat the it. burger. Annoyingly, have you seen the thing Hard Rock Cafe are doing? I mean, I sent you it. Yeah. Hard Rock Cafe are doing a Kingsman Poppy burger. It's like, if you've seen that film, you're not eating that burger. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have seen the film, you eat, or you don't see the film, you eat it, you go, you're going to feel bad after eating that burger, you know? Yeah, what was that? Yeah. And Julianne Moore just kind of touched on it, and I thought it was pretty cool. She didn't have much to do, she did everything in it. It's just the whole thing about it. I thought Mark Andre yeah, played it really well. He, played it, he, he pitched it right. I like his whole singing country roads, and I like all that kind of stuff. <laughs> 
He doesn't. He does capture Scots really well, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's, he's kind of. Yeah, yeah. I, think yeah. I think they're, I think they're all having yeah. fun. That's the thing. When there, when there are moments when, like, for example, the big battle at the end, it's fun. There's moments yeah. of, there is genuinely a real fun and enjoyment yeah. in it. You just I felt a lot of bland moments. And also, Kingsman's only eight and a half nine. All right, okay, fair enough. Barry, I gave that a seven out of ten because purely because the CG was letting it down so much. Fair enough. I'm going with you, six and a half. Yeah. Like nothing bad, nothing yeah. awful, but enjoyable. Yeah. I'll watch it again, no harm. Oh. But, you know, it, yeah, why was there, why was there such a big gap between the first movie and the second movie? I think it's due. I think it's scheduling. Like I think um, what's his name? Matthew Vaughn was doing all stuff. He was trying to do X Men and things. He was doing all X Men perhaps at one point. And also, I think Edgerton was doing like Ed Lego and he was doing a couple of other things as well. Comfort doing all stuff. I think he just didn't schedule more than anything else. Try to squeeze it in, okay? I just get. I, they wanted them back for it. And that's why they're yeah. watching. I think they're gonna. Oh, are they making a film? I, I think if it makes money, dude, I think they'll probably definitely oh, yeah. consider it. I don't know of any reason why they won't do. Yeah. But um, yeah, so you're saying so. six and a half, six and a half, seven. Six and a half, seven. You're saying seven. So they're also roughly the same. Well, enjoyable, but not brilliant. Not a bad film, but not Kingsman. Yeah, not Kingsman. Yeah. But on the back of that, we're going to look at very quickly look at the the sequel aspect. It's such a hard thing to try and to get. Yeah, because. If you're making a sequel, usually because people have enjoyed or loved the original, you're not going to get a sequel on a shit film. You know, I, well, you can if it's made a lot of money. But if it's made a lot of money, you can always see people liked it. Because I mean, why are people going to see it if it's not making a lot, if it's making a lot of money? People must have went and seen it. Um, so, without naming films, what makes a good sequel, Colin? You go first. Um, for me, bringing back the characters or developing characters, bringing characters back, and yeah. Uh, can a good example of sequel or good bad for me um, is, is Starship Troopers. Is it a bad one or a good one? Bad one, the second one is yeah. terrible. The first one's a, it, admittedly it's taken a long time to get used to, but yeah, the first movie it, it's, it, you know, it kind of satires and stuff like that. It's got all these elements. But that's because the director having a vision for something oh, and he's well, also like yeah. go beyond that and he's like, he's one. The second one it, is forgettable. Yeah. You know, it's just. It's there to make money because the first one made money. This is going to make money, and it becomes a great movie. So I think that's it, and it's probably down to like a continuity and directors and stuff like that as well. And Aye. you know, just uh, let's throw it out there, get money, get one. Aye. You know, or fall down both or whatever. It's like as long as it's like I can even half, and it's not just a total cash cow. You know, that's what I don't want. Or it's been like twenty odd years, so we're just going to randomly throw in a. I'll wait a sequel for me. Alright, so, for example, Kingsman this week, would you say it's a good or a bad sequel? I'd say it was, it was an alright. Alright, it's not awful, but it's not really, it's not up to the best. What are the best qualities? It, it's heading somewhere. Yeah. Right, best sequels? Yes. Okay. There's two correct answers for this, by the way. If we don't all say Empire Strikes Back, there's a problem in this room. Nah, it's more of a franchise, okay. There's two definitive sequels that were made of sequels that are the best sequels. The best sequels, um, you've got Aliens as well. Aliens, yes, Aliens. is number one. Which is a franchise as well. But at the time it wasn't, it was just, it was just a sequel. They weren't trying to make a franchise. Oh, it starts off awesome and Robert yeah. has run away for his wife. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're like, like fuck, you're leaving film. your leg in it. What I liked about it was, it shows... What happens after the initial yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, and a lot of movies don't touch on that. That's it's true, like, yeah. Boom, apocalypse is happening, and then it's people right. trying to like so. I like survive the first week, great. But we're gonna do after you know, yeah, five months. You know, when this shit's still going on, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So that's Penny makes that. Whereas you like back the apes, 
was made as a franchise movie. It's made ah, to, to okay, start yeah, to take yeah, over franchise. But you're so, so picky, isn't he? No, but you see, like, it's really hard nowadays because every film is almost trying to start its own like franchise okay here's what I mean, I found right there I mean, that's, what, I mean, that's, that's what you think I mean you're wrong but I think that's what you oh, think no, yeah. I can't be wrong you're wrong when it comes to Carl Orban no. okay <laughs> um, I may also throw in your Scream 2 I think it's a oh, great sequel oh nice damn it that's a good one. Is, yeah. is it not just fucking Scream 1? It's no, because it makes itself aware that it's a sequel and it references that fact throughout the whole film and it starts playing down road. That's a third one, that's part of the snack. Yeah, no, I no. Like to Die Harder was the second one, and which is a piss poor sequel. It's a piss poor sequel. That's going to be a sequel. But then any 80s action film has pretty much got a sequel. Has true, it be true. Or, or fucking bad. Well, we'll throw it here, Toy Story 2. Not better than the first one, but damn It's a cracking sequel. Yeah, yeah, it's a great is that sequel. A franchise? At the time, no, it wasn't, though. That's Jill, the point. agreeing with me in this one. When I, when I get Jill's buying up when you're. You think Toys was a better film? I, no, it's your franchise. No, it's not, because there was nothing on the cards. The rules, it? it's no, no. Fuck the rules. It's a franchise now, but it's a sequel point. Rocky 2. I can be Rocky too. Yeah, it's a good sequel. Yeah, yeah, again, there's, no, there's sequel. nothing. Yeah. To, in fact, yeah. it ends probably definitively enough that there shouldn't be a sequel because it ends with that the, the great the final. Here's one that's part of the franchise. Yeah. I think it was maybe the time. It's a, a sequel. It's better than the original. Is Star Trek Graphicant? I will give you that, but again, it is. I think it was still a no. And it, no, it can again. It sets up a sequel at the end of it. I think it's set up a big giant wall movie that had to split into like Kill Bill, mister. Oh, coming out it doesn't make it necessarily make it a sequel. It can make a sequel, but it's part of a bigger world. Damn the rules. Damn the rules. No, no that's the rules. Oh, Otherwise, I'll eat from shit. What about Halloween 2? One of the best sequels that was never made uh, did not me going to see Young Frankenstein tonight in the cinema. Uh, machete was machete in space. Yeah. 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 And, and it's evolved. Um, but yeah, they've done that. So that's the best sequel never to be made. Okay, so. Yeah. Oh, reading on from that, like, what is the, week, the worst sequel you've ever seen? Like, one you watch and go, either being A, so hyped because you loved the original so much that it was such a letdown, or just a film that just... Bad sequel in the world's eyes, but Mize is a good sequel, is Predator 2. No, I like Predator a good film. But, no, but honestly, see, you look at the ratings on it, people shit on it. Did they seriously? Yeah, Predator 2 is a lot of hate on it. It's got, number one, it's got the best tagline of pretty much any film. It's got fucking Danny Glover killing a predator. No, I'm with, I don't think it's a bad predator, but I think it's a great I film. Did it seem to be a bad predator? Almost walked out with the cinema, Anchorman 2. Oh, absolutely. That I'm not a huge fan of the first one. So it is yeah. literally the exact same script, just a different location and a slight, and someone telling a different punchline. It is brutal. Anchorman 2 is one of the examples of they've clearly filmed Anchorman 1, they've maybe filmed it for maybe about a month and a half. They've filmed a shit ton of film, yeah, like yeah, yeah. massive amounts of film, and they've managed to cut a film, they've edited a film together to make a, make a funny film. When they've tried to do Anchorman 2, they've tried to structure it and find out what was funny about the first one and make that into a film, and it's, it's not what they can't, cap, they can't capture that magic again. Yeah, they missed the target. Uh-huh, missed, I just wildly off target. It's so bad because the first one is so good, and I think that makes it worse. You know, it's just. And so it's, more, it's not the film in that, and you've made it really dull. You know, so that. Um, Portuguese 2 as well. Yeah, yeah, it's not, not a good film. Again, it's just hot. 
80s horror movies that were all got fucking sequels. And they're all bad. Freddy, yeah. Jason, and everything was a sequel. And come on, they're all bad. They don't usually work. Yeah, it's a shame. I'm going to put it there, Dumb and Dumber 2. Bad when the two of them are getting bundled together. That's, yes, that's, that's a good sign of a bad film, yeah. I've never ever seen it on its own. Because you won't buy it on it. its own. No, no, buy it by itself. That's the thing. Yeah, you're absolutely, you compare it to what it represents yeah. and what the original was. It's the resource material to the yeah. Same, I would say, American movie from Paris. Yes. Seen that, the sequel to London. Yes. Made about 25 years later. Again, same problem. It's not an awful movie. It's just because it's such... It, up against the king of movies, one of the. One of the I need to explain this one. Why? Okay, what's this one? I think I'm. Um, I think I'm on the right Jurassic. Jill seems angry at this one. She's clinging on to me with anger. Jurassic Part Two: The Lost World. Now here. Now here. This is okay. We can handle, we can handle this big boy. It's all right. Okay. Okay, that's a bit of a, a problem. Right. Okay. So then they go back. They discover a new a new area. And then they're like, well, you know what's a good idea? See if we capture one day, bro. I'm just like, what? Yeah, okay. yeah I'm not saying that it's stupid. Yeah. But is, is it, other than Indiana Jones, yeah. is it Spielberg's only sequel? Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. So it's only he's having quotes back to a sequel, which is rare in itself. Uh, Apart from anyone, just like he's always helped create, create the character as well. Yeah, I'm really searching. Right, but I think like he's only sequel, so Lost well, World 2. Yeah, I'll yeah, go Last Sorry. one to me, The Mummy Returns. Yeah, it's a fucking awful movie. Which I enjoy, but because it's so bad, I enjoy it. Yeah, it's, it is an awful one's movie. Great, but it's terrible. Is that, yeah, is that the Yeah, it's a bad film, yeah. yeah so, final quick part before we wrap up. What film that's not been made a sequel yet would you want to see a sequel for? Like, what's, what's out there? You go, like, you know what? I would quite happily watch the sequel of that film. Princess Bride. What's the story be? You know, they've, they've got, they're in love. What more do you want to see? I don't know. You want to see the sex tape of the wedding? Is that what you want to see? <laughs> <laughs> it could be like Desi goes back home to find his family's been murdered and then Yego has to go and hunt down the dread. Oh, the Carol yeah. Urban Dread. Yeah, I'll I think that film is ever a sequel. With the chopper storyline, look at uh, our children. Look at that. You watch Dread and you get a sense that that's not a special day for Dread. No, that's yeah. Tuesday. Aye, you know, he's yeah. got to do that Jason again on Whitney. Yeah. 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 If they have, if they aren't, why aren't they pushing for another sequel to Dread? Because of the money. Didn't like, make enough money. There is talk of a TV show. Yeah, they didn't make enough money, but basically that's all it was. Yeah. Didn't, didn't make enough of it. There's a sort of level. I think it cost about 40 million to make, so it's got to make roughly about 100 million or something like that. It fell short of that, so it's not making its money. It's not. I think it only cost like 20 million to make that, so maybe it needs to make like 80 million. So it, it fell short of what it should have made, and that's because of that. It, I just feel like. It's not a threshold. At this day and age of like them flinging out superhero movies like There's No Tomorrow, I mean, like, literally, you can bring it back and people go mental for it. I think Dreaded came maybe came about maybe four years too early. I was going to throw it as well. Uh, hopefully, it does. Is there a topic in a sequel right now? Um, World War Z. No, but bring it back to the book. No, I think there's enough in that world to make an interesting sequel out of it. Not with Brad Pitt, just show a different world, yeah. No, don't want to see it. Could redeem the could redeem the could be actually one of the ones where the original is meh but the one after is awesome. No. As long as they calm down in their amount as Frankenstein. So Kong will discuss that next week on the big screen. And we also have out Flatliners. Which has had no advanced screen. Which is never a good sign. It's yes. usually, yeah. That's so we'll usually, that could be a one star gem, I think, yes. Possibly. Um, possibly. We also have out, uh, we have what we got. We've got the house, not the house. 
New House Hunt is Reese Wellspoon, I can't remember the name of it, we'll come back to that oh, one later. Yep, and we've also got Goodbye Christopher Robin, which is like a real weepy one. Yeah. yeah. So you can find us on Gmail at the number three beers in a movie. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, same at three beers in a movie. And uh, let us know what you think. Ours are beers in a movie at gmail.com. Sunday send us a fucking email, even junk, we don't even get junk mail, send us some junk for goodness sake. Sign us up for something. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Colin, you've been Richard, you've been Harry. Thanks for listening to Three Beers in a Movie.